Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Well, if you've been following the news with Tom DeLong and his To the Stars Academy uh, group and their acquisition of uh, UFO metamaterial, supposedly there's seven samples, I believe. A uh, interesting article has hit the news today. Uh, it turns out that apparently uh, DeLong's group had to do some filings with the um, SEC, I believe. Anyway, with one of the government agencies to explain uh, what their financial s situation was. And out of that, we find out about uh, one of the samples that they purchased. And Vice.com uh, was one of the folks that has done a pretty good article on this. And it's titled, uh, UFO Researcher Explains Why She Sold Exotic Metal to Tom DeLong." The article begins, it says, uh, The U.S. Army will now look for demonstrable physical phenomena in a piece of metal the UFO the ufologist says came from an alien spacecraft. The UFO researcher who sold bits of exotic metal to former Blink-182 singer turned UFO mogul Tom DeLong for $35,000 explained to Motherboard why she parted with the artifact and what will happen to it now. In 2017, the New York Times ran an article about a secret Pentagon UFO program known as Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. The article noted that aerospace billionaire Robert Bigelow, whose interest in UFOs is no secret, modified buildings to house metal alloys and other materials that allegedly had been recovered from unidentified aerial phenomena. Earlier this year, DeLong's UFO outfit, to the Stars Academy paid $35,000 for exotic metamaterials according to its September SEC filings. And we go down the article and it says TTSA bought the metal from Linda Moulton Howe, a UFO researcher, in order to conduct rigorous scientific evaluations to determine its function and possible applications, the company said in a press release in July. Now, a lot of you that are into the UFO <coughs> excuse me, investigations know that Linda Moulton Howe is pretty famous for her work in studying the cattle mutilation phenomena. I think I've read that there's been over 10,000 cattle mutilations in the last 30 or so years. And uh, Mrs. Howe has <coughs> written extensively on the subject and really probably been a pioneer in the investigation of the uh, cattle mutilation phenomena. Now, the article goes on to say, in October, the company entered into a partnership with the U.S. Army, of course we know about this, to research the metal and has also studied some pretty wild science, such as active camouflage, inertial mass reduction, and quantum communication. Now, we know about the active camouflage because if you go back and listen to the podcast about Tom DeLong's Invisible Tank, we talk about that and about how some of this UFO metamaterial that he, his company claimed to possess could be actively used in this sort of uh, building the ultimate tank, say, or building the ultimate uh, whatever weapon of war. In an interview, the article says, Moulton Howe said that she and Art Bell, the late host of Coast to Coast AM, acquired the medal in 1996. Now, this is, the, this is one of the medal samples that DeLong now possesses that he bought from her for $35,000. 
along with a handful of letters from an alleged sergeant in the United States Army who still remains anonymous. Moulton Howe has made some pretty wild claims about the medal. She says that the sergeant's grandfather yanked the medal off a wedge-shaped craft that crashed in 1947 near the White Sands Proving Grounds in New Mexico. She has also publicly claimed that the crash recovery team discovered two dead aliens and one that was still alive. Now, if I could just interject here for a minute. I mean, is that okay for an Army personnel to just help themselves to a piece of crashed UFO? And then sell it? I mean, is that a normal thing to do? And secondly, myself, uh, I would not want to be in possession of that. So here we go back again to this chain of custody. I keep talking about this all the time. So now we're told that this random individual back in 1947, sounds like Roswell time, helped themselves to a piece of a UFO craft. Just took it from the crash scene. I guess finders keepers, right? And then at some point, their grandkid sold it to Mrs. Howe and uh, the late Art Bell. And now, or maybe gave it to him, I don't know. And now she turns around and sells it to Tom DeLong for $35,000. And now Tom DeLong gets a army contract, him and his company, to study the material at which, you know, they could make a lot of money on this, theoretically. So here's the chain of command. From the army, to a private citizen, to a private citizen, to a private citizen. Back to being leased out to the army, basically. So that a private citizen could profit off of it. I just don't get this. I just don't get how UFO crash material just evaporates from the U.S. military's position into a chain of private individuals, and then the military basically has to rent that material back to see what it's about. And I just don't get why this piece of material ever left the custody of the U.S. military. I do not understand that at all. I just don't get that. But hey, whatever. The article goes on to say that Moulton, Howe, and DeLong both believe that by blasting the metals with a magnetic field, it will float. They had a piece, and they explored whether magnetic fields would cause it to turn into a lifting body. Different frequencies, Moulton Howe said. These are the same materials mentioned by DeLong on his Joe Rogan interview, where he stated, if you hit it with enough terahertz, it'll float. In any case, the metal is of interest to not only DeLong and Moulton Howe, but also to the U.S. Army, which told Motherboard that it would be studying metals like it by blasting it with magnetic fields and looking for demonstrable physical phenomena. The USG and U.S. Army Ground Vehicle Systems Center has broad-ranging materials analysis and electromagnetic spectrum laboratory capabilities at our disposal, Jerry Oliato, a U.S. Army spokesperson, told Motherboard. Goes on to say, There are materials and technologies of interest that TTSA possesses that we will evaluate and exploit. If a novel physical phenomenon is discovered or empirical data exist, 
that points us in a certain direction with a given material sample, we will certainly apply the appropriate laboratory and appropriate stimulus to it to study the resultant phenomena and apply it to ground vehicle operations, he continued. There again, I guess I just don't understand why the Army didn't just keep this material in the first place, since they were the ones that, invest that investigated the original crash. But that's just my, my curious mind, I suppose. Moulton Howe didn't initially have interest in selling the, metal, selling the metals. She's been trying to do experiments on them for decades, but hasn't had access to laboratories capable of running some more advanced tests on them. There you go again. We've had this spacecraft supposedly come and crash land in 1947. The military investigates and somehow this stuff ends up in the hands of a private citizen who is in no way capable of properly testing it. I mean, can anybody else see the military risk here? What if China would have ended up with this thing? What if the Soviets would have ended up with this? Why is there not more accountability for the chain of custody when we're talking about UFO metamaterial? Why on earth was a private citizen allowed to hold on to this stuff for 35, 45, 50, 60 years, whatever? Why wasn't this stuff tested to begin with? Or do they have the whole craft somewhere else and they just don't care if little bits of it are farmed out? But wouldn't this thing be some sort of a security risk, some sort of a military risk? I mean, this metamaterial holds the potential for advanced technology. Why on earth is it just sitting out there in an unsecured environment? I just don't get that. The article goes on to say, According to Moulton Howe, she took the pieces of bismuth magnesium alloy to Carnegie's Science Department of Technical Magnetism in 1996 to have them assessed. The findings at the time were not able to prove that they were from an alien world, she said. She didn't give up then. However, Dr. Hal Putoff, now that name might sound familiar and you'll hear it here again in a minute, chair of the Institute of Advanced Studies in Austin, Texas, and to the star's chief scientist. Are you starting to see the connections? And co-founder studied the pieces on several occasions. In a 2012 letter to Moulton Howe that she sent to Motherboard, Putoff explained that his test did not yield an interesting anomalous outcome in the test involving the application of various fields. He then explained that another test could be done with special instrumentation. Moulton Howe told Motherboard that she believes those tests are going to be done by the U.S. Army. While Moulton Howe continued to have the metal tested, she received a phone call in July 2018 from To The Stars. They called me up and say, we'd like to be able to do an agreement where you come to San Diego and deliver the piece to us, Moulton Howe said. We've got a lab that we're pretty sure they're going to be able to do the, te the terahertz test. According to Moulton Howe, several attempts were made to test the metal by TTSA, but they kept bumping into technical problems. She then received a phone call from Steve Justice, the former director of Lockheed Martin's Skunk Works and TTSA's COO, who said the Army might be interested in the metals. 
With some sadness, Moulton Howe decided that her only option was to sell the pieces of metal to Tom DeLong. I don't want to stop the science, Moulton Howe stated, and I don't want to stop what may be the only way they're going to be able to test this. And the $35,000 figure is probably, well, they think is low is so low that they couldn't believe it. How do you estimate the value, Moulton Howe said. I figure I've spent about $900 to $2,000 a year from 1996 to 2019 on all the various things I've done. Dr. Chris Cogwell, who holds a Ph.D. in chemical engineering and hosts the Mad Scientist podcast, told Motherboard in July that he believes metals like the one being discussed are made by mistake in metallurgy facilities all the time. The purification of lead the purification of lead by removing bismuth using magnesium is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Cogswell went on to explain that similar alloys are the byproduct of the Bettern Kroll process. And I wonder if he's actually examined this particular sample or not. Motherboard contacted to the stars for more information but it declined to comment. Well, there you go. We can see the circular chain of custody that we see over and over again when we're talking about this UFO momentum material. Supposedly, it's found at a UFO crash site where the military is involved. Somehow, inexplicably, a piece of this stuff ends up in the hands of a person who's on site maybe a military person, an employee or whatever, then it finds its way into the uh, private sector, changes hands a couple more times, and then it's back into the military's hands, and you have some of the same players involved through all these different cycles. It's almost like a, it's, it's almost like a, a stolen work of art or something. You know, it disappears and then reappears without explanation. It really doesn't make any sense. And the problem with this that I see is when you have this clouded chain of custody where nobody is actually able to examine this stuff firsthand, you end up with with the debunkers moving in and questioning the whole scenario. What we need in this situation is a clear and transparent examination of this UFO material so we can put it into it for once and for all. It's quite an interesting article. It's on Vice.com. I recommend that you go and read it if you like. Uh, if there are further updates, I'll let you know. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.